Welcome to the Planted Mindset podcast, and this is episode 13. So I am delighted to have my international guest, Jessica, an American TV, film and theatre artist from New York. She's also the host and producer of the Mamas in Training, uh, recording episodes with Mamas for Mothers about being and becoming a mum as a podcast. So uh, a fellow podcaster host, um, I'm really looking forward to chatting with her, firstly about her own unique story and journey, um, but also to delve a little bit deeper into the new podcast. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Plant Tip Mindset podcast. And today I have a, a fantastic guest. Well, all my guests are fantastic, to be fair. I am I feel so grateful that they're, they're all agreeing to come and speak with me and share their story and their journey. But today I have Jessica on. Um, hello, how are you doing? Hello, I'm just wonderful. It's so nice to be here this morning. Well, morning for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? Yeah, obviously, as a fellow podcaster, you have an amazing podcast voice. Oh, thank you so much. You know, truly, <clears throat> excuse me, as you say that I get a frog in my throat. Truly, it's something that um, over the past, I would say, three years through, we'll get into more of this stuff later, but through my acting career, I actually... I feel like I really found my voice. And I think a lot of people, especially when they're younger, they try to put something on or their voice is often a little bit more elevated and a little higher. That often is due to nerves and things like that. But in being able to work through practice of my acting career and everything else, I've really found a way to just settle with breath and grounding and sort of connecting to my body. And now all of these people in the past year have been complimenting my my voice and my podcast voice. And I've always been a singer my whole life and stuff, but I'm like, wow, <laughs> the work must have really paid off. So <laughs> it's very soothing. It's um, yeah. listening to your episodes, actually. You know, I was like, you just it's very calming. You've got a very calming. Oh, thank you so much. Um, yeah, very relaxing um, and, and very honest, authentic. So, so could you tell the audience a little bit about yourself, Jessica? Absolutely. So um, I reside in the crazy New York City, actually just right outside. I'm in Queens, New York. And uh, I've been for the past year now. I can't believe it's been a year, but uh, in this beautiful apartment, but it's kind of tiny of 600 feet <laughs> with my husband, who is... Um, an amazing man from Puerto Rico. We are both actors. Um, I was an actor primarily in theater for my whole life. I've been on national tours and worked regionally and things like that. But in the past few years, I've transitioned a little bit more to TV and film. And so I do a lot of that and commercial stuff too. And then a year and a half ago, I was sort of inspired through all of my friends who started to dive into the journey of motherhood. And we'll get into more of this later, but my journey for that is a little bit postponed due to some medical challenges. But I was just surrounded by all these amazing stories. And I found myself um, in a little bit of a creative lull as far as acting was going. I was just looking for something us creatives, you know, we're always looking for something to work on and write and, and um, create. So I thought, well, what if I create a podcast and I just learn before I'm a mom about how to be a mom? You know, I feel like we study everything else in this world. Why not study that? And so I created this podcast 
right now. It has about 65 or so episodes. It's called Mamas in Training. And my intention is to give new moms and pregnant women guidance and community from moms who have been there. And those moms who have been there, you know, what they wish that they've learned and learning, learning from those women. Um, so it's been an incredible journey. And other than that, I, uh, I love fitness. I, I just, I, I can't live without it. Sometimes I'm like, I'll take a few days off. And then I come to day two and I'm like, oh gosh, my body feels awful. So I love fitness of all kind. I love adventure. I jumped out of an airplane, which was unreal. And, um, I've also wasn't necessarily by choice, but I've gotten really into, you know, health and diet and nutrition. I don't even like the word diet. I like to say it's my, my way of life. Um, and that was sort of came upon through my medical challenges, but it's become part of me. So yeah, that, that's who yeah, I am. I know there'll be so many things to talk about that will obviously resonate uh, naturally, obviously, because I am a mum. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I can understand <laughs> yeah like uh, picking other people's brains it's it's great you know because you know why, why suffer or, or or you know I, I remember when my my children were little and um, sleepless nights many of them because uh, one of them uh, did used to have a uh, pacifier a dummy and but he'd wake up because it had fallen out of his mouth and he'd cry and I remember friends I was just like oh my god and, and one of my friends said buy one of those clips that it clips onto his baby yeah. bro and I was like ah I mean Jeez. you've got no your brain like your brain doesn't work when you've been devoid of sleep exactly. <laughs> exactly. I think it's like a form of torture so um I remember her telling me that because she'd, she'd obviously you know was a little bit further in the motherhood journey than myself so so it was getting that um and it's all fair and well of saying or oh, like get that information from your own mum or your aunt or whoever but, but things move so quickly I mean things I was um, sort of asked to do with with pregnancy and, and birth for my first were even different to my second and and they were, they were less than three years apart so it is it is a scary time because there's so much information coming at you and you don't want to make a mistake you it can be a bit of overwhelm so so absolutely your podcast I think will resonate and be a safe place for for women to learn and understand for those ladies that are a little bit further on than men that, that can obviously provide those um, insights and stories and my friend again with another one I was like oh my god he keeps like the the, the nappy gets so full so it ends up wetting the the, the cot and I have to mm. change it and what she went buy a bigger size nappy I was like oh. <laughs> genius well the thing too that I love about mamas in training this podcast that we're creating it's it's it is those practical elements yeah like make sure the sides of the diaper are open and like the little, like, uh, what do they call the little folds, you know, are out so that it prevents some blowouts or tries to prevent some blowouts. But then it's also the things that maybe women and moms are too scared to talk about or have never thought of. Like I just interviewed a mom and this episode is amazing. Um, talking all about music and the power of music when you're pregnant. And then when you give birth and you have your baby and how music can really provide those sleeping cues to your children, um, can provide those, um, 
lunchtime cues can provide those clean up, clean up everybody everywhere clues. It's like all of these things are so impactful. And then another story that we're going to have on um, very shortly is the conversation about what if you don't fall in love with your child right away? You know, and that's something that, oh my goodness, she's amazing. You must just love her. And not all women feel that way from, for one reason, reason or another. And it could be a hormonal thing or it could be, you know, you, you don't know, but that's what I have been just, I mean, loving about this process because we do run the scope of those practical pacifier moments and then those little bit more vulnerable real moments so it's it's just a blessing it's really amazing well I'll share a vulnerable moment here and um by the way I absolutely love both my children and I love my son um but I was actually in labor going through 9-11 at the time um so it was obviously giving birth is never never a moment you'll ever forget but having that happen at the same time put a whole different perspective on it so the plane had flown into the uh, pentagon wasn't it and my and I was writhing around on the bed at the time my husband's going oh my good god like but I was I was I've been hooked up to a tens machine for for the 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 previous evening and anyway so they they took me to the hospital they said I was only three centimeters dilated go home go and do some ironing I was like you're having a laugh I was like I was crawling around the car like what do you mean do ironing um I remember having a bath and and laying in the bath and then watching my belly just literally distort and go from one side to the other it was like alien it was like (gasps) yeah (laughs) he's obviously moving he was he was having a shifty round and I was like (gasps) it was surreal it was like oh this is a bit move back move back um so he was getting himself ready and then we went back into the the hospital and the midwife just talked above my head uh, because it was all about 9-11 um but Unfortunately, he he wasn't a big baby, but but I had trouble getting him out. So it was he was going down the birth canal, coming back up, down, back up, down, back up, down. But um, so by the point when I did eventually get uh, ten to ten centimeters, um, it was oh, I oh, yeah, I, it wasn't what I thought. <laughs> yeah. um, and unfortunately, I did tear uh, because all the breathing went out of the window. And I just screamed and whatever. So when he was born, I did not have that. I, I and I had they, they tried to give me an epidural. I hadn't worked. Called off in an emergency. So I was then given pethidine. The experience, none of it was what I thought. If you've got this magical idea, and I hope it for you, none of it was for me for that first one. It it was more like a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when he was born, one I was drugged up to the eyeballs in pethidine. But two, he'd been in the birth canal for like however many hours. Wow. So his face was as, as swollen and as bruised as anything. And all I remember was looking and, and looking really like my eyes were, oh, my good God, mm-hmm. he's not mine. Someone switched him. He's not mine. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not the first thought that you want. Obviously, I absolutely love my son. And it was just that he was puffy because of and I was on drugs and but like. I'm being honest, you know, that was the thought that went through my head. It wasn't of a, oh, what a wonderful moment. I've just given birth to my son. It wasn't. It was like, (gasps) so like it's a dose of reality that it isn't always what you think it's going to be. And um, in contrast, that left a lot of uh, 
worries and anxieties going into it a second time and yeah, and it's surprising and, you didn't you went for a second one after that <laughs> well I, I, I didn't want to for a long time to be fair. um and then I suddenly realized but what if I couldn't and yeah so that changed it and the whole experience was completely different so mm-hmm. it was magical oh, with with so the midwives on one and obviously there was no 9-11 so right. there was a big contrast between between the two so just you know I don't want to obviously put any fear in into anyone's no, uh, you know that's the whole point but, you know that's why we have to share our stories like that because you can you know prepare for anything and everything and know that you can make a plan but it can change at the drop of a hat how to be resilient yeah that, you know? yeah so there's anyway i completely digress but um so um obviously um you've been really honest in your episodes and i particularly liked episode 20 and and as i said your voice is is just uh, is so soothing <laughs> so i think mm-hmm. uh, women are going to really enjoy that as well not least with all the education and knowledge that you're imparting and the guests that you have but you you're very honest and vulnerable about your desire to become a mum but also that your journey and your body's been through quite a lot so could you tell people you've mentioned obviously in the start about some medical challenges that you have had to deal with um and how your body is doing now um after sort of having to overcome them yeah uh so stop me at any moment because I feel like I could just go on and on and on (laughs) um it's unreal I feel uh how your body can change and develop over time truly my entire life up until I was 25 my body was super strong my skin was always super clear never had acne as a kid growing up I mean I was really blessed with all these things and then I still to this day don't know what it is I am going to say maybe it was stress but um trying to make a long story short, basically I started off noticing small spots on my body and I thought maybe it was bed bugs. Cause of course I live in New York city and luckily it sort of luckily it wasn't that. Um, and fast forward to a year later, I was completely covered head to toe. Um, lo- my face, thank goodness only had a, a tiny few spots on the sides, but from my scalp, all the way down to the tips of my toes. And I was diagnosed with psoriasis. And when I tell you, I mean, Natasha, I could send you some pictures that you can feel free to share because it's just, I called myself a monster. Like you would have not recognized me like super, super severe. And I was petrified. I didn't know what was going on. And at the time I was on a national, the national tour of beauty and the beast. And so I was traveling all over the country and I was having to perform and wear costumes and go out on stage every day. And, you know, on the one hand, I think actually that was a blessing because I was around such a supportive, amazing family of performers and I was doing what I loved. So I cannot imagine if I was stuck at home, you know, pursuing that dream during this time. But, um, I ended up going on, is it okay if we say certain medications here? Yeah. I mean, obviously this is your journey. So it's, it's the medications for you of whatever they've given. I mean, that's not for anyone else. You know, if you, if you have any particular, um, issues with psoriasis, then you always need to go and check with your own GP. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I also just want to say too, that I'm such an advocate which is part of the reason why I was so 
um, drawn to coming on here and speaking with you is I'm such an advocate for trying to also hear your, heal yourself from the inside out. But at the time I was at such a, you know, um, painful handicap. must have been painful. Yeah. I, I was, I was, I needed anything and everything, you know, to just try to get through the day. So I was put on Humera, um, and I was on Humera, which is a biological medication, steroidal injection. And after being on that for a year, I, I'll never forget, I was in LA and I had bought these new pairs of shoes, these flip-flops. And after wearing them around a few days, I, I started to get this unbelievable pain in the bottom of my foot and around my ankle. And I thought it was the shoes. I returned the shoes. Anyway, come to find out about three weeks, four weeks later, my husband, well, he was my boyfriend at the time. He came to visit me and I was still in LA performing and I couldn't walk to the bathroom. He had to literally pick me up and carry me to the bathroom. And the super summary of that is I ended up being diagnosed with arthritis. And so that was a combination. What they diagnosed me with was psoriatic arthritis. So I instantly went to a rheumatologist and the rheumatologist took me off of the Humera. Now, once again, this is my journey and my opinion, but in my eyes, I think that the Humera gave me the arthritis or at least encouraged it because it was literally a year to the day that I started developing this pain. And I've never had any pain like this before in my life. And of course, you know, when they say all those crazy the whole TV is covered with all these medications nowadays and they can give you this, it can give you that and whatever. Now it did heal my skin up to a certain point and it made me able to make it through the day, but I was then walking with a cane. I had to go buy a cane because at, uh, now I was like 26, 27, I could not walk. So, um, Anyway, I'll, I'll try to fast forward. Basically, I went off of that medication and I was put on um, prednisone right away. And then I was put on um, methotrexate. I also got diagnosed with something called vasculitis because I was getting my blood vessels were swelling around my ankles and my knees. And so I was put on another medication called Dapsone. I mean, I was medicated up to my ears and I do have to say that I'm now only on the methotrexate and the DAP zone, and I've started the process of weaning off of those, but they did get me to a place where now today my skin is, I would say 99.99% clear besides a few spots here and there. And I have not had pain. Um, I've had a tiny bit, but it's, it's not even anywhere close. Um, and so where I'm at now is, uh, you know, we talk about motherhood and how I have this desire, but I cannot get pregnant while I'm on these medications because they would have to abort my child. Um, no questions asked. So I have started last, um, January, I started the process of weaning myself off of the medication. And before I did that, I changed my diet to try to make myself as strong as I could so that my body would react in a positive way. Um, and now I'm happy to say that I have gone from five 
doses of my methotrexate down to two, and I've cut my dapsone um, in thirds. And so I'm slowly chipping away and knock on wood, I'm feeling really wonderful right now. I mean, obviously I'm, I'm really sorry to hear that I, I uh, to, to, to have that level of pain um, and, but also not knowing why it's coming must've been incredibly scary. Um, naturally, you probably can look back in now and say that it was stress, even though you didn't know that you were stressed at time, because to perform like that, um, you know, that is a high pressured, stressful environment, even if you are enjoying it. Um, but it's one of those things, isn't it? How our body will deal with the stress and how it will come out. Um, it's fantastic to hear that not only you, because we do trust obviously the medical profession, they're the ones that studied, not us. But I think there's a big point to understand that we know our bodies better than anyone. Absolutely. And for you to realize that and you know take that journey because some people like as, as i said at the start of the podcast you know like they tell you to do this tell you to do that you 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 are fearful to not do what they say because you don't want the repercussions in your health or whatever it is if you didn't you know but it's and and this will tap into it mother's intuition like our intuition go to to our gut which again ties into my next question <laughs> uh you know gut intuition our intuition is in our gut our gut is um there are more nerve endings going from the gut up to our brain than there are back down the other way so diet is a huge um proponent in making us either ill or well um obviously it's not the elixir but it can go a long way so what three things did you change in your diet that you saw made such a difference well, I mean, it's gone, it's gone to a complete 180, but I would say the top three things that to this day, I noticed that if I have them, my body instantly reacts are, uh, gluten, dairy, and real sugars. So I have coconut sugar, but that's the only kind of sugar that I have. And how long did it take you to, figure out that it was those as culprits did you do an elimination on certain foods um did you how, how did you adopt a process to get to the point to know that they were the, the culprits which are quite common culprits um dairy is a is a known one for allergies which i didn't truly realize until i went plant-based um as to to how much it can cause inflammation in the body for us um to the point that we are now what well, we're, we're March, we're nearly April. I've suffered with a uh, terrible hay fever for over half of my mm. life. I didn't get it last year because I'd gone plant-based. I'd gone plant-based the November oh, before and I never got hay fever last year. This will be my second year. Is mm. it a coincidence? <laughs> I know you carry on. So, yeah. so how, how did you come to, to find that they were your culprits? Well, it was funny because when I was on tour and I was in that state of desperation, I, I was trying everything I could. I, I even tried like a three-day apple diet where I was literally only eating apples. I don't, I read that somewhere and I don't, it, it didn't work, <laughs> but I was, um, <clears throat> when I was on tour, I was trying a little bit of everything and 
then I also, when I was in that state, I started going gluten-free. However, I can't really say that I um, noticed a big change at that point because I hadn't changed anything else. And I was still under the influence of all of these medications and navigating all of that. So it wasn't truly until last summer, I started doing some research. Um, I followed the diet. It's Dr. Amy Myers. She has a book called The Autoimmune Solution and Autoimmune Diet. Highly recommend it for anybody. And that's what I needed. I'm, I'm a like, give me directions type girl, you know, I'm really good at following a plan, following a schedule and a to-do list. And so for someone to just say, you know, take out all these things or add, and I didn't know how to do that, but the way that she really broke it down, it was an elimination diet. So I started in September for the first 30 days, you really go cold Turkey and you only eat the things that are on this list that she has. And essentially they're, you know, um, it does include meat, but it's organic farm raised, you know, the whole thing. Um, but it's very, very basic and clean. And we're talking all the way down to oils and seasonings and everything. Cause there's sugar and everything. Um, but then after that point, uh, I, I followed her steps. And so the way that she recommends doing it is you add in a food, Oh gosh, now I'm forgetting the period of time. It's either a month or two weeks. Um, I forget, I think it's two weeks. So you like add in a food and then you take away the food and then you go back to normal and then you add in a food, another food, take away the food, go back to normal. So it does take a long time. And when I would add back in a food, I would keep a food journal um, as far as how I felt, how things changed, if it didn't. And then after that point, based off of, um, oh, I'll also say that the key point she describes is once a food, so say I add back in um, nightshades, you know, tomatoes, eggplant, whatever. Say I add that back in and I don't have any sort of reaction, I don't keep it. I still get rid of it until I've made it through the whole list. Um, but always still eliminating gluten, dairy, and sugar. So she encourages to never bring those back into your diet. Um, and so then at, once I was done with the whole process, I then added in the things that didn't really seem to bother me anymore. And so now I've kind of come up with a personal, I don't even want to say diet, way that I eat that um, I find works best for me. And it's crazy because I'll tell you just the other day, I was at someone's house and they had pre-prepped this like ground turkey and I eat ground turkey, um, but I didn't know that she had put in some Parmesan in there. Mm. And so I made the turkey and I had just a little bit of it, not even a full serving. And instantly I was on the way home. My belly is just like grumbling and it feels awful. And I texted her and I said, did you happen to put anything in that Turkey, like cheese or anything like that? She's like, oh yeah, I put some Parmesan in. And I thought, oh crap. So, I mean, it happens instantly. And I find if I have gluten, like say, 
I mean, Dr. Amy Myers recommends to never, ever, ever have it because once you do, it's like you mess with the whole system. She doesn't encourage cheat days or whatever you want to call that. But in the past, when I have had it just for a meal or a day, I instantly notice a flare up. Um, and I find when I now, since I've only been having coconut sugar, when I have real sugar, my heart starts to race. So it's just, it's just crazy. Um, but you know, at the same time, I was just having a conversation two days ago with my husband and we were talking about having like reminiscent flavor nights once a month. So it's like, oh, is there something from your childhood, you know, that you wish you had? And I truly couldn't think of anything that really excited me anymore. And so it's really a process of like, once you step away from it from, for so long, nothing else really entices you in that way. I can really relate to you. I'm, I'm, I'm really grateful that my body didn't react in such a severe way as, as yours did. But uh, certainly in my 20s, I struggled with IBS. And it's one of those silent, um, you know, I don't know, ailments or whatever you want to call it, because it really is debilitating, but not enough to have you off work. But it literally drains your being and I remember feeling so ill going into London every day but having to do it and it was a combination of stress and food I think it got brought on by food poisoning that I'd uh, suffered with I think once your your gut gets weakened I don't know if it ever truly recovers but for me um, I then had to start doing that elimination and realizing that it was um, cheese or dairy but cheese first and um, like you say there be an occasion where somehow a tiny bit of cheese may have got into something I remember us going to a restaurant I think it was like a Mexican or something and it was like a chili but it was a chili soup but mm. they'd put cheese in at the bottom and I didn't know and I'd obviously taken like one spoonful and I was doubled up in the restaurant wow. we had to go home and and you, like you say, you can't believe how how quick it can happen and how painful and you know like you I literally, fun enough, had a flare up um, a couple of weeks ago and I haven't had an IBS flare up like that in I don't well over twenty five years. It had me bedridden by six mm. o'clock in the evening. My stomach was distended. I thought I was going to be sick. It was did not know what to do with myself. And it's just sometimes, and, and the idea of it was that I'd said earlier in the day, I don't suffer with IBS anymore. Oh, <laughs> there you go, karma. <laughs> yeah, karma. No, I'm still here. Yeah. You just need to know how to manage your stress. Um, and that was a big reality check of, oh my good God, how it can literally wipe you off your feet. Um, but like you say, I did all of that of eliminating everything. In the end, you, you realize that food is such a pleasure. And then when you have to take everything off, it was just like, what is there? It was, it was hard. It was really hard. So how did you find it? Well, I think there are two things that um, that just made me think of. One is that there are those debilitating moments, you know, where you just feel awful when you eat something like that. But then there are also like the silent things that we don't think of. And there are people that are suffering with constant headaches or, I mean, I'm sure you don't, you're not opposed to talking about, you know, pooping here on this show. No, it's like people who don't go to the bathroom the accurate amount of times. I mean, the amount of people that I talk to that are like, yeah, I go like once every few days. I'm like, you're kidding me. Like, that's not good. And those are things that we, 
we don't talk about. And if you don't necessarily take the time to like experiment with it, you might not know that you're suffering from something, you know, but once you free yourself of it, it's like, Oh my gosh, (laughs) this brand new life, you know? Um, and the other part about it, when you said, you know, it is such a treat, it's a, it's a gathering time. It's everything else. It, it was hard. I'm not going to lie. And still to this day, there are moments that, um, I do, you know, wish I could have this or wish I could have that. And there are times where I'll give myself, you know, like maybe I can have a little bit of extra peanut butter today, you know, <laughs> where as opposed to trying to limit that or something like that. I don't know that people are going to listen to that and be like, ah, oh, you're stupid. Um, but <laughs> it's, it, there are ways that you do need to try to treat yourself as they say. Um, But what was key for me was two things, prep and thinking of myself ahead of time. So like for holiday, first of all, in thinking of yourself ahead of time. So in like holidays, for example, like last, well, not this past Christmas because we weren't together with the pandemic, but in the uh, previous holiday, you know, usually at my in-laws and everything, we would have dips and chips and all of these delicious treats and desserts. And so I just made myself a cashew dip and I brought my own cassava chips so that when they had their queso and their corn chips, I could have my cassava chips and my cashew dip that I think is delicious. And it made me excited to have something and it didn't make me feel like I was missing out. And then when people were eating, you know, whatever treats, I had these other treats that I made myself, which were awesome, by the way, there's these amazing sweet potato brownies. Highly, highly recommend. They don't taste. Oh, like you have to share, share share the recipe because I've I've done I've tried um I tried a, a brownie with um, sweet potato before and I wasn't a fan. So so oh yeah, give gosh, me a different yes. one. I will send it to you. Cool. So I think it's that, and then it's also just prep in general, like your day to day prep. And so if you don't have to think about what you're going to eat, and which is the way most of us live our life, you know, like hmm what am I going to have for lunch? Hmm. What should we make for dinner? The way that we do it in our house is we just meal prep everything. We pretty much eat the same thing for almost every meal and we have a majority of it already made. And so it's literally just like, go to the fridge, weigh it out and heat it up. And that's what you eat. It saves time and it saves a lot of stress and you're less likely when you're in that state of hunger and desperation to go and grab the thing that you really shouldn't have because you have no other choice. Yeah, no, that is key. That's really good, Jessica, about prep. I mean, obviously I'm um, educating um, myself included, like when I did my shred, you know, of of prepping and also being plant-based, I have to be thinking on feet um with the rest of the family still eating meat and dairy so i have to know what i'm going to have and and having enough of the right things in the, the house that obviously i don't go off the rails either but also not just for for that but for health and wellness and obviously for for fitness goals as well so but it is uh, prep is key as they say uh, fail to prepare prepare to fail yes, 100%. <laughs> and i've experienced it myself believe me when I'm like, in those desperation moments, I'm like, 
ah, what can I grab? Oh, I could just have this. It doesn't matter. No, it does. It really does. Yeah. I mean, one of my, and it, it, people will laugh at this because obviously me being plant-based, um, the, the treats that I go to now, and I've noticed that, that and, and I have to be careful of these because it's dried apricots or, or dates. Dates are for me. Oh my gosh. I love dates. Oh. <laughs> okay. So I know I recently, like- you, ha- you have to try this. Have you tried a date and you take tahini? and fill the date with tahini and sprinkle salt on top, sea salt on top. Oh, no. It sounds crazy. It sounds gross, but I guarantee you it's like the sweet and salty together. Mm. Go do it. After we hang up, go do it. (laughs) But you you know what? I I never realized I didn't even like the look of dates as a child. I thought they were horrible. I must have tried one. I thought they were disgusting. But I absolutely get really excited to eat a date. But I've the other one is I'll sort of peel them open and put um, an almond or a, a half a, a, a walnut in there and then squeeze it back together. Yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I have to, I completely have to limit my number of dates. I actually, well, and actually figs too. I was eating figs for a little yes. while, but sometimes those things, especially figs can actually, if you have too many, I discovered can be dangerous for your gut. So, um, you know, it, the, the high, although it's healthy sugar, but the high sugar in that can actually affect you negatively, but, but it's exactly. still better than a Snickers bar. <laughs> well, this is what I'm thinking, but it was like, I got to the point where I, I realized that actually I'm not being mindful. So I'm just going to grab, like you say, because it's somewhere in between, cause I'm, I'm hungry. Um, so it's like, no, actually get back into the zone and have your snacks. Um, you can have the dates with teamed with something um, so that you're going to have less of them rather than just literally picking at them like sweets, which is what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, but it's in, in everything, in, you know, in comparison, apricots and, and, and dates. Yes, they are high in sugar, but it's not a Snickers bar. So, totally. <laughs> <laughs> but we can always improve, can't oh, we? Relative. Um, but I want to move on to some other questions because um, obviously we've talked about motherhood. We've obviously um, spoken about your ailments that you're still looking to overcome to, to, to be sort of off the medication so that you can actually take your journey into motherhood as and when that happens. So what would be your definition of a great mum or mum, as you say over there? <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you say it better for the record. Um... <laughs> Oh, what a good question. Um, I feel like I'm getting kind of emotional thinking about it. Um, I think it has everything to do with unconditional love. And, you know, I recently saw someone post up something that, you know, your child isn't looking for the perfect mother. They're just looking for a happy mother. And so I think it's really truly getting to the place of loving yourself and being, you know, in a place that you feel a hundred percent ready to give, at least that's how I'm trying to approach this. And then when that baby is there and in your arms, it's that you will still honor yourself as a person and as a woman, because that's a lesson in itself that you need to teach your child but you are ready to give 99% of yourself to this child. And that is your time. And that is your listening. 
and that is your patience. And it's not necessarily, you know, the gifts that they have or the parties that, the, that you throw for them or that even the toys that they play with. Because oftentimes I've discovered just in babysitting, you know, you give a, a kid a, an empty paper towel roll and they're just as happy or even happier than if they have some expensive toy, you know? And so I think it's encouraging that creativity and just allowing them to, to thrive as best as you can, you know? I think that's a fantastic answer. And, and I don't think I, what well, I didn't think when, when I went into motherhood, I didn't think at all. Um, so to, for you to not only be thinking ahead of time, but also be surrounded by, uh, great women as well you are going to be armed you know so so well with that journey but um i want want to bring in here actually because uh, i run on a wednesday uh gmt time uh well uh now i'm going to get this right uh 1 to 2 30 gmt time a mum's hour um and it's specifically for like that realization that you know, it's not about being perfect. Um, and we've only been doing it for about three or four weeks on Clubhouse. Um, but by all means, like, come and join. Oh, it's an open to, space. Yeah. Um, because what's been really interesting, and it hasn't, there hasn't been big rooms, and I'm fine with that. Um, you know, you always have that, oh, you know, is anyone going to turn up? It's not about that, because even on the smaller rooms, the the women that have come in, how they've been able to open up and what they've said and how the room has helped them on that day has been fantastic. So I know it was worth my while in running that, but it's really interesting to hear other women. And, and like one woman, she just said, I'm so glad, you know, like we were talking, I said, <laughs> we had a laugh one week and said about that when you, when you've hidden in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, um, and one other woman said, no, I, I've hidden behind a bush before <laughs> and it's just about that honesty of like motherhood and everything that it brings and and sometimes just having a safe space to talk openly and share your stories because sometimes like you say you can feel very alone um or think it's only happening to you and it's it's just a, a really nice place and i've had mums that uh, the children have grown up i've had uh, um last week uh, a, a woman in with a four-year-old uh, in particular, was speaking because not everyone actually wants to come up to the platform to speak. But it's it's really interesting and, and it's just really vulnerable that that, as you say, that female connection, um, support, empathy, because we're all on that journey at different spaces uh, of time. And if there's a little bit of information or knowledge that we can share or impart or just where they've just statue and go. <sighs> yeah, for an hour, they can have it on while they're doing whatever. Um, but it, yeah, so uh, GMT time, it's one uh, thirty to 2.30 every Wednesday. Mum's hour with me, obviously, Natasha Evans on Clubhouse. Oh, yeah. So That's amazing. I definitely want to join in on that. <laughs> I, I, I do think it's important. I mean, women need to know that they're not alone and they have that space to connect and be heard, if nothing else. You know, things aren't necessarily going to change overnight, but to just be heard and to just be able to say, like, this is really hard you know, or this is a really amazing day, like whatever you're feeling at that moment. Exactly. And that's what the point was, because we, we spoke about particular topics and one week it was about guilt. But I think what I found when I was, um, it doesn't come with the rule book. 
um, and you have these grand expectations of how you perhaps think you're going to be and then in reality it's something completely different and I was in in investment banking so I was up in the city it was a completely different life and I felt like I dropped out of a world into another world that was completely alien to me and I struggled but again it's then feeling that I shouldn't be struggling so I'm not good enough I've you know this is my fault and I think sometimes you, over in the UK we've got different support groups there were ones online when when mine were little there's the NCT but there is there was a level of sort of you know how good the next one was and you know and I found that quite suffocating um and and just made me feel worse um you know, because as much as I wanted to give and do something, I wanted to, you know, be part of something. Community is everything. There was a lot of judgment and I, and I didn't like that. So so just to, to be sure that this room is completely judgment free, it's an open, safe space. Beautiful. <laughs> so um, I just want to say what makes you, you Jessica, belly laugh? Oh, well, I mean, this ties in. It's babies. I just <laughs> like... <laughs> My husband thinks I'm a little crazy because literally I'll just sometimes be in another room just and he'll hear babies laughing. He's like, uh, is everything okay in there? Like, yeah, I just needed a good laugh. So yeah, I just, I love whether it's, you know, videos of little kids online or, you know, when I'm babysitting those boys, they just, they make me laugh and there's, there's nothing better. And I feel like it just brings you back to earth. It's when you go in with the hand right into their belly and to the point oh. that they don't like it, but they like it, but they don't. And you've been exactly. there as, as a child. But yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> so sometimes they yeah, even sound know. like adults, you know, they get this low, deep laugh. And yeah. it's just, oh, that's amazing. Excellent. No, I like that. That's true. Yeah. And, and obviously laughter just, they say, don't they, that it, it is infectious. So, so when you see someone laughing, it will make you laugh. So if, if you're not in a good mood, you know, that is the, 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 the tonic that you need. Yeah. Uh, what was your biggest learning of 2020? Difficult year for everyone. And obviously challenging for you with everything that you've had to deal with. I think biggest lesson, that's what you said, right? Lesson, learning, yeah. That is biggest lesson, biggest learning was... Um, I think it was, so I decided to go with um, this word. I don't necessarily like resolutions, but I like words for um, the new year. So my word for 2021 is awareness. And I really decided, I got this from the book, The Greatest Secret. I don't know if you've ever read that. She also, um, the author wrote The Secret. It's by Rhonda Byrne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I really decided I mean, I'll say towards the end of 2020, because let's be honest, in the beginning, we were all just sort of finding our footing, but I really decided to step into this idea of curiosity and awareness. And so as things started entering my life, I just became curious about them. And I was just aware of what was entering my world, you know? I mean, they often say if you hear about things, you know, three times, there's a reason for that. And I'm so right now into law of attraction and energy and all of that. And so I think my lesson in learning is to just stay aware and stay curious because in doing that this past year, 
going from 2020 into 2021, I have just found unbelievable connections and I've learned a lot and I've had amazing opportunities all from just leaning into that. I love that getting curious. I really like that word curious and awareness is is true. I, you know, I think the beauty of it is that, and my nan always said that you never stop learning. And um, for, for me personally, um, it's not knowing what you don't know. Um, I've sort of said this a few times now. And so becoming aware, I love that awareness, mm-hmm. like aware that I didn't know x y or z and now i am aware i can do i i think sometimes we go through life completely on autopilot a hundred percent yep especially when it's groundhog day over here you know and just becoming aware that oh yeah i mean i haven't actually looked at my husband and listened to what he said in the past eight hours (laughs) because i've just been you know, nose to the computer, working, 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 working. And while that's probably what you would do if you had a a day job and you were out in the office, there's still something to be said for that. You know, we need to still be aware that the people in our life, you know, that our value, feel valued and feel loved. I mean, that's just one example, but there are so many things that I've found that as I've become aware and curious, it's just, it's opened my world to opportunity. Yeah, I mean, that book's uh, great, The Secret. Um, I've got some, uh, I'm listening to Audible Now with uh, Abundance Now by Lisa Nichols. That one's really good. And um, I've got a list on my website, uh, www.nbefit.co.uk of the books that that I remember. Uh, it does only goes back to about 2017 of, of that I've read. Um, and the ones that I'm currently reading, the ones that I want to read and the ones that are in the power to read. And I literally just did um, recorded just prior to this podcast um, of podcast episode. So this this podcast episode will come before yours um, with uh, Simone Kinneg. And now I'm going to say her name wrong again, even though it's Kinego. Kanigo, Kanigo, sure. She, you know, she said it's difficult to say, um, but the extraordinary, unordinary you. Um, book and well listen to the episode oh my god she's she's just uh, amazing Uh, a mother of six Uh, you'll resonate with the the episode because she she adopted her children from different countries so as well so this this she she actually would be a fantastic guest of yours uh, that's what i'm literally my, my little years ago <laughs> maybe i need to reach out to her <laughs> yeah she, she she's awesome um so i want to go into the quick fire round um so this is the yeah and she she had a very good okay. score no right. pressure um oh. so <laughs> what uh, different questions so i'm not giving you the same questions as her uh so it's an either or i'll try and speak as quickly as possible uh so either or or quickest uh the first answer that comes into your head timed obviously once we're the 15 questions are done i stop the clock are you ready i'm okay ready. off we go pool or sea wait sorry can we start again pool swim pool or sea oh pool or sea oh sorry sea it's my my accent. Five okay. kilometers or marathon? Oh gosh, five kilometers. Skydive or bungee jump? Skydive. <laughs> Star Wars or Harry Potter? Harry Potter. Favorite podcast? Oh, uh, Tim Ferriss. 
Plank or walset, you're quite fit. Plank. Sprouts or bananas? Bananas. Smart or casual? Casual. Most proud of? My podcast. Monopoly or Scrabble? Scrabble. Early bird or night owl? Early bird. Favorite author? Say that again. Favorite author? Oh, uh, Marie Forleo. Oh, now you have to tell me after this. Name a famous person you like to meet. Oh, Julia Roberts. <laughs> Best business decision? To invest in my podcast. Most inspirational quote or saying? If you think you can, you can. If you think you can't, you're right. Henry Ford. <laughs> there you go. I'm sure my time is Brilliant. not very good because I was like explaining. That's what happens to me sometimes in these fire rounds. All right, I'm, that means I have to come back. That means I have to come back. You see, there you go. See, it's, it's a method in madness. Uh, your score was one minute and twenty-two seconds. Spot fifty-two. It's no, it's not up there at the top, but it's not certainly at the bottom. It's to be somewhere oh, in the middle. Think. I don't remember all the, the times because obviously as I'm doing this, there's more and more times, and yeah. uh, somewhere pitched in the middle. I think. I, will be um but i like that julia roberts yes she's she's good yeah yeah we gotta love a bit of julia roberts so funny oh i love (laughs) so much one of my favorite you'll appreciate this one of my favorite movies with her is notting hill have you seen it yes yeah we watched that one a lot i love that yeah good so good yeah she's no she's she's yeah she's amazing and and she's sort of trodden a path as well to, for other women you know I think that's mm-hmm. the thing we're speaking to to Simone um in the previous episode it's about trailblazers and you know learning um and and that we've all we're all valuable you know we're all unique and we've got something to offer so Absolutely. um out of your contacts who would you be happy to introduce this podcast to uh, so I'm going to ask for that favor back on who you think would be a good guest <laughs> of course um, well, I have somebody in mind that is not necessarily, I guess it's sort of a, con- uh, a connection, but I think it's more so like a dream 100 for you. And I think he would be awesome. Um, Chris Gethin, he's the founder of Caged Muscle and oh, wow. he has um, a podcast himself, but he, uh, he talks so much about fitness and health and clean eating and all of that stuff. Um, so I would say for sure, he's got to go on your list. Um, and let's see, I'm going to think of some others that are a little bit more of a connection personally to me. Um, hmm, off the top of my head. You can, you can, uh, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll circle back on that because I I don't necessarily want to put you on the spot. It's one of these things that um, when I first started out podcasting, I was obviously doing episodes more just on my own. Then I started to get some guests. And then this series, too, it's like, no, this is going to be a guest um, series. And I'm absolutely loving it. So uh, thank you very much for coming on. I really, really enjoyed uh, speaking. It's just just wonderful. Like you said about connection. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm grateful because for every podcast episode that I do with a guest, I've learned something more or, or gained some knowledge or wisdom or, or whatever, or I've had a laugh, you know, and, and all of those yeah. things are in equal measure, really important. So, <laughs> um, 
so naturally you you you're launching your podcast um it actually probably will be out by the time that this episode does launch so where can people find it and where can they find you and by the way jessica's got a pr- impressive website just gonna add that <laughs> thank you um regarding the web the podcast you can find that everywhere pretty much at mamas in training that's m-a-m-a-s mamas in training so on instagram at mamas in training um website mamas on facebook we also if there are moms out there or women who are pregnant or new moms we also have a facebook group called mamas in training and it is small but mighty um i personally make sure that it's you know really cozy and welcoming and supportive so i invite anyone to um join us over there and as far as myself you can find me pretty easily at jessicalorian.com that's um l-o-r-i-o-n like delorean but uh without the d um and you can find me also on instagram at jessicalorian and everywhere else yeah i make it pretty simple excellent 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 i like that yeah so and just to reiterate obviously with the clubhouse room that i'm hosting um, naturally would love jessica for you to to become you know a part of that as well um and and co-mod it with me um you know because it's you, you can bring in a lot of value and insights in that respect and it'll be nice to have it from across the pond you know that would yeah. that would work quite well wouldn't it so uh-huh. that we can make it truly international um Absolutely. and also you know again yeah i'm a mother of of, of a 19 year old and a 16 year old and and you're, you're obviously you know going to be embarking on that so we can both come at it at completely different angles can't we so that would um, be so fun i would love to do that that would be awesome. So out of 10, with one being pants and 10 being perfectly splendid, how would you rate this episode? I mean, for me, I feel like it was a 10. I had I just had a really wonderful time. I can tell that you clearly do your research, which is huge. And um, I also felt like you were engaged with me the whole time and truly listening. And we were able to circle things back, which is really important. And I love listening to that as a podcast listener and I love seeing that as a guest so yeah I mean I I had a, a wonderful wonderful time as I said and I think people say don't they firstly I'm gonna accept the compliment thank you very much because that's that's the hardest thing to learn to to actually acknowledge and accept you know we're uh, deferring or deference but actually thank you um, but secondly I absolutely love it I really, really enjoy it. I really enjoy researching every guest and, and finding out about your journey. And I love that when when I'm sort of talking and I've got the questions, I you know, obviously I, I do my research, but it's sort of loose and, and it's so nice when it all sort of ties Completely. in together, which is fantastic. So that makes me feel really happy when it, it feels like it's all knitted together. So um, hopefully that comes across um, that I'm absolutely having a ball. So <laughs> what are your um, goals for future wise for the for the podcast? Oh, now I'm being put on the spot. Um so it's it's really a hobby, obviously. It's something that I'm passionate about. So hopefully authentic. Um, I want to bring continue to bring on great guests um, that hopefully around the topics of fitness, mindset, and nutrition, obviously, and me being plant-based to brighten people's day, hopefully arm them with some more information. I would love the podcast to grow in size naturally. Um, I would love it to be, you know, a go-to. And I, I understand that these things take a lot of time, um, you know, 
and it and it is it's organic isn't it um yeah. but as long as I'm enjoying it and you know I have it reached someone that that and, and the feedback's been been great that I have you know actually been given um which is which is wonderful so whilst that happens that I'm enjoying it the guests are enjoying it and I've got audience listening to it long may it continue so I'd love it to get up there top podcast (laughs) right well I think if we if we started it from an authentic place that's where it can naturally build so much and you know for providing that value I mean just in listening to other episodes that you have I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna keep listening to the episodes because I've learned something already you know and I think even if it's just small little tools that we can take away, that's what people need. And the most beautiful thing about podcasts is we're as close as we can possibly get to, to someone's brain and to making them think about things right in their ears, you know? So um, I just wish you all the success. It's, it's really wonderful what you're doing. And as somebody who's curious about the plant-based world, I'm not there yet, but I would like to lean into it more. It's definitely something that I think is important that you're putting out there. And I look forward to learning more. There's, yeah, I mean, there's some good episodes, as I say, for not me blowing my own trumpet, but of the guests that are coming on. So uh, the sensitive foodie that I had on on episode eight, you know, she, you know, the the, the knowledge bombs, I, you know, I just sort of, I, you know, I, I, I just am absolutely loving it. And every little bit of information that I'm learning, if then others are hearing it as well. So, so please if you if you have enjoyed this episode um do obviously subscribe and do go and check out uh, jessica's uh, podcast as well obviously if that resonates with you obviously being a mummy mama in training um because we do need that um you know that that feedback that a that that you're enjoying it but also it helps the algorithms if you rate it and review it and and you know obviously write something down so that not only uh helps other people in deciding whether that fits for them but it also helps in that algorithm to for us to get found so um would appreciate that but jessica i just want to say again thank you so much for coming on i've absolutely had a ball speaking with you and enjoying um listening not obviously for for you having to have had to suffer so much with your um you know obviously skin but but it's it's wonderful to hear how you have overcome that and particularly from the american side of the world where medication is all paid uh, unlike obviously the uk when we have the nhs it would have been very easy to to get caught up into to that and for you to take responsibility and ownership of finding another way through diet is really commendable and i'm so glad that that outcome for you has been positive so uh long may it continue that you get off all of those as you mentioned on there just one one point obviously um me being plant-based and and with the sensitive foodie is as a must listen for for you in that because she she had yeah. um uh, she suffers with MS and again how diet has, has helped um, it's that that age thing which is the sugar and and obviously fiber lots of fiber and I think in any diet whether it's eating meat or not they're the two things that we must make sure that we have less of <laughs> and more of um, and that's what's ultimately going to help us keep us as healthy as we possibly can be. Well, I've just so enjoyed my time. I'm so grateful that you had me on and uh, 
I look forward to reconnecting again and we can circle back when I'm medication free and maybe pregnant in the future, we can come on and talk again. <laughs> well, yeah, definitely, definitely. And obviously we spoke about your podcast. So always happy to, to come on as, a, yes. as an old mum <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and give my two penneth if it is it's of use or value. But uh, thanks ever so much, Jessica. You're welcome doesn't she have a soothing voice i really enjoyed not just listening to everything jessica had to say but but her tone of her voice is just absolutely perfect to be a podcast host so uh, if you really resonated with her story you are a mum to be you are a mum and you love listening to podcasts then i highly recommend heading over to itunes and checking out her podcast and hitting the little bell so that you subscribe so that you get notified of each new episode as and when they get released um it's really quite you know sad to hear that she suffered so badly with her skin and it it just goes to show how important diet plays a part in um, everything that we do. It can be, you know, food can be uh, a medicine, equally it can be a poison. But more importantly, that we are our best doctor ultimately of figuring out what things, um, you know, affect our body or not and, and, and listening to, to our gut <laughs> and that intuition of knowing what feels right, which Jessica absolutely has done through this process. And I'm so pleased that she's on the road to recovery and, you know, uh, you'll see quite a shocking uh, image in the uh, podcast uh, little image that I post out every week of her skin and how bad it was. And it just makes me wince thinking of that. So it must have been so painful for her. So for her to manage to turn that round and reduce her medication to the point that she's, you know, barely on any of it now is is a testament to her determination and yeah I'm just so pleased and proud for her in that journey and not least that she's not in pain so it just goes to show you you know we really do we've only got one body we do really need to look after it so I hope you've enjoyed this episode and based on the fact of, you know, mums, and we probably don't get enough sleep, do we? So uh, this week's competition prize is actually going to be brought to you by Sassy 10. That's going to be the new sponsor of the Planted Mindset podcast. Sassy 10 sculpt a stronger and sexier you online fitness program. So we are giving away a free ebook on sleep improvement techniques. So if that floats your boat and you're looking to get some better tips on how to get some more shy, then the competition rules are you need to head over to iTunes and rate and leave a review, five star hopefully, on what you enjoyed in particular about this episode. Take a screenshot and then head over to Instagram and go and post that into your stories, tagging both Jessica and myself, the Plant Mindset podcast in. And all those entries will go into a hat for someone to be picked out at random. And we will pick you out the following week and that ebook will be heading over to you if you are the lucky winner. As I say, you've got to be in it to win it. Um, I really appreciate everyone listening to these episodes, but if there is a particular question that you have, um, then by all means, send me a DM on the Planted Mindset podcast of what you would like to hear. Or if you know of some really great guests that you um, 
Phil, uh, you know, could talk on the topics of fitness, mindset, nutrition, then by all means, yeah, recommend as well. Uh, and finally, go and check out the Planted Mindset podcast leaderboard to go and see how it's hopping up with everyone on there with their scores on nbefit.co.uk. Until next time, I hope you have a great day.